Yeah, it really was. We had a couple outright winners that we just called to cover um, between Arkansas and Notre Dame on Saturday. And then I know you were, you were big on the Broncos for the Mile High Club with the under there. So uh, good week for Hop the, the Props. Only, the only thing that screwed me, the only thing that really screwed me were the Raiders winning by three instead of four or more. And Zach Wilson is actually trash, man. That was, I mean, that, that kind of washed the Broncos game for me. But I'll tell you. What was our lock of the, the week last week for the NFL? Is the, the Redskins and Bills over? That basically cashed in the first half. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so it's a good, a good week for week Opta Props. Um, big on Arkansas. We've been on, we've been on them for a couple weeks. And uh, that, yeah. that's the highlight game this week for at least college football. Uh, Arkansas all the way up to eight in the, in the rankings now, playing, going to Georgia. Uh, I know you, you had a couple thoughts on that. You want to start it off with that there? Yeah, I, I was gonna say a lot of the a lot of the teams that we talked about last week we're talking about again. Keep it um, going. They're popular names on off the props, and the first one is Arkansas. And this this game initially, I had an initial feeling that I'm like, you know what, top ten teams going at it, it's gonna hit the over. But then I started looking at it, and I was thinking to myself, I'm like, you know, top we got two top twenty defenses, Chuck. Yep. And the last good team that Georgia played was Clemson. Granted, Clemson is relatively yeah, decent this I don't year. Know if good but that game was there. 10 to 3. Yep. And that was very low score. Arkansas, like you said earlier when we were talking about it, run heavy. But KJ Jefferson played really good. And that spread of 18, it, it seems a little large for the over under to be set at 48 and a half. So my play for that game, it's going to be an excellent game to watch. I'm excited to watch it. I'm going to throw a one-unit bet on this because I'm, I, it's not my favorite bet of the weekend, but I think it's, it's a possibility of hitting here. We got the under 48.5 and Arkansas to cover 18. I just think – I mean, I don't think Arkansas wins this game by any means. I think Georgia is actually possibly the best team in the nation this year. But I think this game stays low scoring due to the defense of heavy focus of both of these teams, especially the run-heavy offense of Arkansas. And I just don't see them getting blown out by that much and the over-hitting. So that's why I'm like, you pair the under and them covering, I feel like those those are going to go hand-in-hand. Like, I don't think it's going to be a 30-0 to zero type game. I think it's going to be a 20-30 to 30 type game. Or, I mean, not 20-30, to 20-10 to 10 type game. Something low. Um, so that's my initial thought, and that's why I'm parlaying the two and keeping it low on the units, um, because I mean, it, it could not have, they could go, they could completely blow them out, and we could just be wrong. But that way, you're only betting, you know, five, ten bucks, and you got the possibility of, you know, two and a half times of your money. So I yeah. like that as a as still on the still on the Razorback bandwagon. We're not betting them outright this this week, but um, I hey, I got to keep riding them until they disappoint. Yeah, I mean that that's that's worked so far with us for for us. I I think we've we've won a lot of bets on Arkansas. So that number definitely jumped out as pretty high to me when it came out at eighteen and a half. Um, and you know I could I could definitely see this going under as well. Arkansas, like you said, loves to run the football. Georgia can air it out a little bit, but obviously Georgia's got like a the number one defense in the in the league. Um, and I think Georgia 
has a shot, like you said, to kind of win the whole thing this year. So I, I definitely see Georgia winning this game. I don't think by that much, I, although I could see it because Georgia's that good, but definitely not going to hop off the Razorback bandwagon now. Like we're, we just got on it. We can't, or we've been on we, it. We just got in the top 10, baby. Yeah, we can't hop they're, off. they're finally riding, riding the wave up. Like we've been, we've been saying they will. Um, so ex- yeah. excited to watch this one. I hope it's close, um, but I definitely do think it'll be low scoring. So I, I like the under there a lot. Yeah, and then mo- moving on here to another low scoring game. Uh, another team we talked about last week, Wisconsin, Michigan. You, we were right on the nose last week with uh, Notre Dame beating Wisconsin. It wasn't. I know the score is forty-one to thirteen, but they had two pick sixes in the last. I mean, Notre Dame scored thirty-one points in the fourth quarter, so it wasn't yeah. that big of a blowout. But what did I say? Mertz playing against a decent defense. My man was eight, 18 for 41, 240 yards, one touchdown, and four picks. And guess what, Chuck? He's going against another decent defense. Michigan ranked 34th in deep total defense this year. Not, you know, a great Michigan team. Kind of, you know, jury's still out on them. But I think they will be able to defensively slow down Wisconsin enough, get enough interceptions enough turnovers to win this game because currently they're two-point dogs. Granted, it's at Wisconsin, so that's why that's they're two-point dogs. That's that's literally why. But I do, I still I'm not a Graham Mertz believer. And whenever they are whenever Wisconsin is going to be favored against a decent, you know, ranked defense, I'm going to take the other team. So I'm taking Michigan money line and you get plus money. Yeah. Def- definitely like that. I know I was off of Michigan last week. Another one that hit, Rutgers did cover the 20-and-a-half-point 20 spread, only losing by seven. Um, another low-scoring game. So, I mean, that's a sign that Michigan's defense is for real. I mean, Rutgers, I was watching, like, a tiny bit of it, and they, they managed, like, three points for the, by halftime. So I think that's a pretty solid defense. So I could definitely see Graham Mertz continuing to struggle, and we're just going to keep fading the Badgers, I guess. Keep fading the Badgers. Baby. Tough scene. Specifically, We're... fading Mertz, man. He yeah. He's thrown. I don't. He's thrown one touchdown all year, and it was last week. And I think he has like eight or like nine picks. Like, let's see. Let me look. Yeah, and yet Wisconsin was still ranked up until last week, and is still favored in these games against an undefeated yeah. Michigan team. So. Yeah, he is. He is a fifty-six percent completion rating. So for five hundred and sixty-six yards in three games. One touchdown and six picks. Absolute turnover machine. Fade Burtz. Take the Wolverines on the road. I know it's risky. I don't think Michigan's as good as their ranking at all. I think they're more of like a 20 to 25 if you can rank team. Definitely not 14. Yeah. But it's been kind of a, a weird year. But I, I just don't see this as a spot where Wisconsin picks up a dub here. I like it. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually go back here to an interesting game tomorrow, Friday night game. This is just gonna be a quick hot take I want to throw out there. We got number five Iowa against Maryland. Iowa's favored by three. Maryland money line. This is this is this is a trap game because number five Iowa. There's you've got the ranking of five and you're only favored by three against a Maryland team that hasn't done anything in forever. Top 10 offense with Tua's brother. Take the Terrapins. Again, low units, 1 to 2. You're getting you're getting plus money. I think it was 170 when I last time I checked. Uh, but I think this is a trap game. 
especially for Iowa. Iowa's not hasn't shown too much. They beat in a below average Indiana team who at the at that time we thought they were good. They beat an Iowa State team who also is not very good. And then they beat Colorado State by ten, who was Vanderbilt beat them. So I mean that's not that's not good. <laughs> so I think this is actually going to be a pretty good test for Iowa. Not saying they not saying Maryland wins this game, but I think it's worth throwing the throwing the points there. Or even just bumping them up to a cover. I like Maryland tomorrow. Stay away. I, I would stay away from Iowa. Yeah, I like that too. Um, I think at the time we thought that Indiana win was great. I think at the time we thought that Iowa State win was great because Iowa State was was all ranked. But then Iowa State went and lost to Baylor last week, so maybe Iowa State isn't as good as we thought they were. So maybe Iowa's overranked. And this, you know, Friday games are, feel like perfect trap games. Like, you know, yeah, I, I always say from the NFL, I always say Thursdays are weird, man. I'm not betting Thursday night football. Like, I'm just not doing it. Um, so it's kind of same situation for a Friday night game, I think. Um, Maryland getting three points. I kind of like the spread here just in case Iowa wins by a field goal. Then you're you break even there. Um, but then, I mean, Maryland's actually looked pretty good. They haven't played too many good teams. I, I know they beat West Virginia week one. But to his brother, like you mentioned, he's he's seventh in the um, NCA in passing yards right now. So he's actually kind of tearing it up. Maryland averages 500 yards of offense, over 500 yards of offense per game. So kind of a scary spot maybe. Maybe Maryland can finally put up some points. I was a good defense, but um, you know I, I could see this being a trap game for, for a team that's definitely overranked right now. Yeah, Iowa. I mean, Iowa has the 13th ranked defense in the country, but yeah. I think this is going to be a very good test for them. And hey, if they prove me wrong, they prove me wrong. But I'm going to ride Maryland at home, playing hot offense, man. Especially, you know, good offensive team at home. Defenses are going to struggle. Really like in the Big Ten this year. Big Big Ten guy over here. Oh yeah, except for except for Wisconsin. We hate on Wisconsin. Yeah. Oh, it's a good thing no one from Wisconsin, I think, is listening to us, or they 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 probably give us a piece of their mind. That feels unlikely, but maybe we should get the word out to any Mertz believers. There we should. can't be I'm many gonna, at this point. I'm just going to DM everybody who follows Graham Mertz on Instagram. Like, Listen to Hop the Props. We completely roast your team. <laughs> so, Wait, hey, I'm here for steamy takes. From a, from a team that we roast to a team that we love. Oh, another finally. bandwagon. Finally. Time. Get on it. I'm waiting for you to talk about another this Another good win last week. Cincy, baby. The Cincinnati Bearcat bandwagon. Going to Notre Dame, South Bend this week. One and a half point favorites. Love to see that for our boys. Thoughts on this game? Uh, I absolutely. I knew you were going to pick it, so I didn't put it on my list because I didn't. I don't want to double up here. But of course, I'm on the Bear Bearcat bandwagon this week. Um, besides the Arkansas bandwagon, this is the one we've been on the longest by far. Um, love the Bearcats. This, you know, Notre Dame had a nice win last week. That was really impressive. Like we said, Wisconsin maybe not that great, but like game day was there. It was a big. It was a big game. On on the flip side, I think this is the biggest game that Cincinnati's ever had. Right, like they're this this season's been so weird so far that Cincinnati's not exactly out of the conversation for the college football playoff. They're just no, they're not. not. Um, so they know they must win this game. Notre Dame still is just a little young everywhere. Um, besides quarterback, I know Jack Cohn's a, a transfer, but but kind of everywhere else they're just not ready. Um, I know they beat Wisconsin, but this just feels like the letdown spot for Notre Dame. It's like, okay, finally come back down to earth a little bit. Notre Dame's definitely overranked. Um, and, I, I, you know, of course I'm going to ride the Bearcat bandwagon. Um, Desmond Ritter 
and that experience. They were, they were good last year. They got to that bowl game. They played Georgia, so they've been in the spot before. They know that they got to win this game if they even want a chance to discuss like a big-time bowl game and being um, maybe even making the playoff. So Cincinnati's got to win this game, so you got to think they're going to be more hyped up than Notre Dame. So I, I love Cincinnati this week. This 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 game and the Michigan pick are my two favorite college bets of the week. This game, just purely out of how much it means to Cincinnati. Yeah, exactly. They've got a good opponent, and they're on the road. So they know if they win this game, they're going to be in a great spot for the committee to look at them for the college football playoff. They played Georgia last year, very good Georgia team, and they only lost by three or four. Three, yeah. Uh, very close. They played them really well. Um, it was neutral site, but... Love Desmond Ritter. Love the defense. Like you said, Notre Dame hasn't looked great. I know, like I said on the scoreboard, it was a big difference between Wisconsin. But those were really just two pick sixes because our boy Mertz sucks. And Desmond Ritter is not going to throw two pick sixes. They're going to run the ball. They're going to throw the ball. They have a great defense. Um, I know they played, we, were, we talked about them when they played Indiana. They had a slow start in the first half against Indiana, but ended up winning by 14, 38-24. Um, I, I'm, I think this is a lock of a money line win. I mean, I don't bet the one and a half just in case something weird happens. I think it's almost as close to a lock as you can get. I don't want to say it's a lock because they're on the road in South Bend, tough place to play. But love Cincinnati. This game is means so much. You know they're getting amped in the locker room. I can't wait. This is another game I can't wait to watch. What a fantastic game. Yes. Very excited. Yeah. A lot of good action this week between between a couple. We've got a couple top ten matchups. So that's always awesome to we see. We've got a couple good ones, yeah. Between with our Razorbacks and Bearcats involved, I mean, man, I'm getting excited. I know it's only Thursday, but I'm getting excited. All right, know, is it is got, it my time to to drop some some picks for you? Oh, dude, drop some knowledge. Drop some knowledge. Just so drop it on the ground. I was telling you earlier, Jaeger bomb two and zero this week with so far this year with. Two outright wins. I've gone two straight weeks picking six and a half point dogs, and they've both won outright, kind of from a box score perspective, in dominant fashion. Michigan State trounced Miami, and then, um, of course, we've, we've been talking about Notre Dame trounced, well, kind of Wisconsin. Um, so I'm going to go in that same range. This was six and a half when I first saw it. It went up to seven, so I like it even more. But I'm going to take Louisville plus seven at Wake Forest. Um, Ooh, okay. Don't have a ton behind this. That you know, the egg bomb's just a feeling. Sometimes it's just a feeling. It I just no, I, I see that line. And I'm just like, they got it this week. So I, I like Louisville. Um, so interesting tidbit that I kind of look for every once in a while, and this happens a little bit more often in basketball than it does football because it doesn't happen. It happens more often in basketball. But when teams get into the top 25 just barely after not being in there, that there tends to be like a letdown spot. Like it's like. All right. Well, we thought you were good, but you're not really that good. So you're back out. Of, you lose, and then you're back out of the top twenty-five. So Wake Forest is undefeated so far this year. They just snuck up into the rankings at twenty-fourth, and now they got to face a Louisville team that's actually played much better competition than Wake Forest. Louisville just has a loss. That's the only difference between these two teams right now. They both played Florida State, but Louisville went to Florida State and beat them. Um, and Wake Forest has a nice win against UVA last week. Not bad. Um, but Louisville went and beat UCF. We saw that game. That was that was one of those Thursday, Friday crazy games. Game. Crazy, crazy game. Crazy game. Well, that was a crazy game. I remember that one. Uh, and then Louisville's only lost. They they played Ole Miss, who we who we also love this year. So I think just Louisville has a better strength of of schedule and and 
might honestly be a better team. I think we're just overreacting to 4-0 Wake versus 3-1 Louisville. And Wake's at home, obviously, so they're getting the points there. But but I like Louisville to cover, and, and let's look, let's go for three in a row outright runs for the Jaeger Bomb. You know, I like that theory because especially this college football season has been crazy. I think there were like there have been more ranked teams that have lost like to unranked teams in like 2005 or some like weird stat yeah, that I saw. I believe that. Um, I also think that this is a letdown spot for Wake Forest coming off that big 20 point win at Virginia. Yeah, that's why they're um, ranked. Coming, coming back home to a, against a Louisville team that is supposedly not any good. Um, I know we talked about them at the beat. Well, we were we talked about kind of their over on it. We we didn't think they'd be any good. They're, they're surprising us a little bit. And when Wake Forest is one of those teams. Where it's like, when are they ever in the top twenty five? Yeah, like ever. They're never in. So it, it could go on two ways. They could be like, oh, we're ranked, or they just look, or they get blown out by Louisville. And I think it's worth the the seven point dog Jagerbomb pick. I, I might. I throw a sprinkle a little on that as well. You, you gotta ride. I'm on a hot streak, so you got you gotta You're ride on a me. Hot I'm not. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna stop. I mean, yeah. keep you going. can't. You can't go against it at, at the very least. But but I just think this is one of those games. It's like it's two pretty evenly matched ACT teams. So I just think that number is a little bit too big. And this could. This is a game yeah. that I think could go either way. So I'm gonna take the points. I agree. Yeah, I definitely think. I definitely think that seven is a little big. Um, what else we got other than the bomb? Yeah, I'm going to go for a similar direction, a number I also think is too big. This one's a little risky. I'm feeling a little risky, feeling a little fruity right now. Um, but I'm going to go Kentucky plus 7.5 against Florida. Um, I've been on the Kentucky bandwagon. I feel like I pick Kentucky a lot. Um, so I'm, I'm riding with them again this this week. Um, Kentucky's and they play great defense. Great, great defense. defense. Number nine defense in the nation. There you go. Yeah. So I, I got I got a number here. They 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 give up eighty seven rush yards per game. So if there's one thing that Florida is good at, it's running the football. So this is a battle of battle of the best, right? Like Florida averages about three hundred yards rushing per game, which is wild. Um, but Kentucky averages eighty seven rush yards per game allowed. Um, so I think that's just a battle there, which makes me think this will be closer than the line suggests. That this is just kind of an in the trenches, slow, low scoring game. So obviously, like whenever there's a low scoring game, you like the points because you know if there's something like twenty to sixteen or something like that, like Florida can still dominate time of possession and win this game, but maybe not by a lot, right? So and you're getting the hook there with the seven and a half. So I really like that. And I mean, Kentucky's undefeated. They've been pretty good. Um, and my thing about Florida, I've never been that high on Florida this year. I think they got up for that Alabama game. That was impressive because I didn't expect much from them at all. I think I picked them. I picked I picked Bama to cover that game, um, but Emory. I picked Alabama to cover that game because Emory Jones. He hasn't proven me anything. I didn't like him as the quarterback, and I, I still don't. He can run the football very well, but he has one touchdown and six interceptions. I think so far this year, or I think he had he has more picks. I've got him at five. Yeah, he has he has more picks than touchdowns. That that's what it is. Yeah. Um. So throwing the ball he's not that effective so if Kentucky stacks the box and forces him to throw I think he can throw some picks he'll he'll make some mistakes and that Kentucky defense like we said really solid so I think they can at least I'm not picking them I I don't think this one wins outright but I think it could be really close I think this could be a field goal game Kentucky's got the home field advantage I don't think so if you take the usually like home field advantage is like two and a half points worth right so is Kentucky really 10 points worse than Florida I don't think so yeah, and I, I agree. I think this Florida team resembles actually 
the play style that Kentucky has played for the past three years. Because when they had Benny Snell, they were a very run-heavy football team. Yep. They still were up until this year. Where they got Levis. He started throwing it. They started throwing him a little more. Yeah, I like Levis but a I lot, too. Yeah, Florida resembles what Kentucky was two to three years ago. Also kind of what Virginia was two to three years ago, where they got a running mobile quarterback, not great throwing the ball, but are super fast can run. I think Kentucky's used to practicing against that for the, this many years. I think they're used to dealing with it. So I think, like you're right, I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. I know the under's at 55. Kind of like the under. Yeah. Um. And I expect it to be a tight battle of the game. I mean, I Kentucky's a, a decent team. They're respectable in the SEC. Like I said, they don't win these games, but they keep it close. So I like that pick, Chuck. We're, we're big on the SEC Big Ten this year. A lot of picks. Yeah, and I'm going. I'm going right back to SEC for my last one. Um, I was telling Seth before the show that I'm, I'm not too confident in this one, but the numbers don't lie. We were me and Seth were diving into some defensive college football rankings. Um, right before the show, and you know who's fifth? The Troy Trojans. They're... Oh, baby. <laughs> yes. Troy, I, Troy. I am picking – I'm not picking Troy, but um, uh, they're going to Williams-Brice Stadium to play South Carolina, and the under is sitting at 44. Obviously, that's, that's a pretty low number, but I'm going to take the under um, because, like I said, Troy's defense, really solid. Um, South Carolina has struggled to put up a lot of points this year. They lost 16-10 to 10 last week to Kentucky, who I just talked about. Um, another really great defense. So I see this game just going really similarly. Um, I think this could be a 20-10, 24-10 type of game that, that South Carolina does win. But I don't think, you know, if, I think if they get a 10-point 10, 10 or so lead, I think they just kind of sit on the ball and just, just take that and just try to ride out the game. Um, so I, I, I don't love it, but I like the under just going off of trends. Um, the Troy Troy games have been 3-1 and one against the under. The unders hit, and same thing, 3-1 and one for USC games, um, or South Carolina games, not USC. And uh, so I'm just going to I'm gonna ride with the trends. I'm just going to keep going with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. South Carolina does not have an overpowering SEC offense. This is like a very down year. I know before the season started, they were over under wins is 3.5 or four or something, I hopped on that for the over uh, because they're going to grind out games. They're not going to – like they, that Kentucky one, they lost, but it was a, it was a battle to get a 16-10 game. Yep. They're not going to be a team that's going to lose or win you know, 30 to zero against these teams. They're not good. So they know that they have to slow the game down and say, I've got to squeak it out. They know, they know they're going to get a tough Troy defense. I saw an interview with the um, – South Carolina coach, and he, I forget what word he used to describe it, but he said they were a lockdown defense. So you know it's going to be a grinder of a game. So I'm with you there. I like that pick as well. The SEC, we are just SEC heavy. My God. Because we got another one. We got another You got SEC. more for me? One more. This is, this is my last one. This is the one I'm ending on. I could not talk about Alabama Ole Miss. Oh, yes. We've been talking about defense all day. And here's the offense. 79 is the over-under, Chuck. Oof. And we are taking the over <laughs> in a game that is the over-under of 79. Here's why. Matt Corral, Heisman candidate, Wayne Kiffin going against Alabama. You know there's always they always run a bunch of trick plays. They air it out. You know, especially if Ole Miss gets down to, they're just going to start air raid. I mean, they do air raid. But one of these teams is going to get over – 
40 easily and maybe 50. It's probably going to be Bama. Yes. Nick Saban, usually, you know, usually pretty conservative, pulls the starters. Now, he, he, whenever they play Ole Miss, they want, they want to beat them. And it, the games usually, for the past couple of years when they play, they're pretty close until the third quarter, and then Alabama pulls away. So all, all I'm saying, 49 to 40, somewhere 49 to 38. It's going to be a high-scoring game. I'm not sure who covers because of a, like, you never know if a backdoor touchdown is going to hit or not. But I do love the over in this game purely because Matt Corral, Heisman candidate, they're going to throw the ball. And you got Lane Kiffin who's going to be pulling out trick plays. He's got the beef with Bama a little bit. And Nick Staven's going to want to destroy Ole Miss, especially at home. Yeah. Yeah. You hit on a couple of the points that I was going to bring up. Matt Corral, Heisman candidate, been playing super well. And that Bama defense hasn't shown us much this year. I mean, we just kind of talked about Florida kind of giving them a little scare. I think Ole Miss could maybe do the same. Uh, like you said, they. Alabama tends to pull away a little bit, but and then the the Lane Kiffin rivalry factor. I mean, this is this is a game that Saban's not going to pull starters. He's trying to run it up, and then Kiffin's not going to hold back anything. He's trying to go out there and win, and he knows his only way to win is to outscore Bama. So, you know, tons of throws, tons of offense. This game. So there's a shout out um, Ben McCormick who has been on this podcast before. He's told me like when you see that numbers like. You think it's too high, like it's just astronomically high or low, which is what we what we just looked at with the South Carolina number at forty four and this number at seventy nine. Like sometimes you just gotta you just gotta play the over. It doesn't make sense, but there's a reason it's so high. Like it they they're sending it as high as they can, but they just can't go higher than seventy nine. But they need to, and you just gotta kind of kind of gotta go for it. It's it's scary. It's a scary thought to to bet on eighty points being scored, but I think it's gonna happen. Hey, there's a reason why it's that high. Right, exactly. They don't just set it high. But they get, they can't head it, set it high enough, probably. Yeah, it's we'll see. Yeah, but. that's the point. So, right. that's all I got for college football. We got a lot of SEC. We we had a lot. Of, we got a lot of action on Saturday. Yeah, we are we'll coming with you for a lot of bets. Definitely, definitely. I mean, we we don't have as many for the NFL, but we have some good ones. So as yeah. we as we move on to Sunday, Chuck. First thoughts. What do we like? All right. So, you know, I, I know we've been talking about the Razorbacks on this pod. We've been talking about the Bearcats on this pod. Guys that we've been – we talked. I talked about Kentucky. Guys have been riding with tried and trues. Another tried and true of mine is Russell Wilson. I absolutely love Russell Wilson. Um, Russell Wilson's lost two games in a row. Uh, they, they're having a bit of a problem with time possession. They can't get, keep Russ on the field. Um, I don't know if that's a, that's a run issue, if that's a defensive issue. Um, but that's kind of just how they lost to the Vikings last week is the Vikings just kind of chewed clock. Um, and that's how they lost the Titans in the second half. The Titans just chewed clock, controlled the game and Russ just couldn't get on the field to score more points to keep up. But I think that, I think that flips this week. I, they, they lost two in a row. I'm, I'm betting on Russ. I think I, I saw some stat that he, you know, when he's coming off of two losses in a row or, or just a loss, like he's just really solid. Um, so playing against the 49ers this week, so pretty pretty tough test in San Francisco. Uh, the 49ers are a three-point favorite. I'm going to take the Seahawks plus three, and Russ, I'm just kind of banking on Russ to not let the Seahawks lose three games in a row. I think he's too good. I think the Seahawks are getting a little undervalued right now just because of those two straight losses that are games they could have won if they just kind of played better. Like their offense is playing really well. They're just not on the field enough. Um, so I think this is the opportunity 
49ers are a little banged up. I can see this game, this game, these games are always close, these divisional matchups. So I'm going to take the three points just in case the 49ers maybe win by one or two or three and then you push. Um, I'm going to take the Seahawks. I'm going to ride my boy Russell, Russell Wilson to avoid three straight losses because I just don't think that's going to happen. So I'm just kind of betting the, the law of averages here. And that, that's my favorite straight-up NFL bet of the week. I'm taking Seattle plus three. We talked about this last year. It's their defense that is just so bad. I mean, yeah. they are they are last in the NFL, giving up over 440 yards per game. That is atrocious. It's so bad. <laughs> and that's why they're losing games. But they're going against the San Francisco team. That has also kind of struggled defensively a little bit. I mean, they're yeah, seven their secondaries in total four. yards. 337, so I mean, less than 100 yards difference. But the thing, I mean, they gave up 33 points to the Lions. They let Aaron Rodgers come back and win that game last week. Um, it's, it's a tough spot. I try to I try to stray away, me personally, from the, the NFC West, just because it gets so crazy and those games are so... Yeah. All the teams are so good. So, yeah. so I'm, I'm not going to say anything because I'm not sure, but I mean, I like the pick. That's I mean, I don't know. I don't. I'm staying away. It scares me. But I will follow that up with a very good pick, and that's in the Colts Dolphins game. Dolphins beat me last week because they covered against the Raiders. However, they could still cover this game, but I'm taking the Colts with an alternate spread and an alternate under. So I do. So we got currently. The lines Miami to my uh, minus two over under forty two and a half. I'm saying tease the Colts down to plus four and a half and the under forty eight and a half plus one twenty. That is the best bet of the week. The Dolphins with Brissett have not really been able to score too. Or they last week they with the Raiders they held their own, but they got a lot of help from their defense. A lot of turnovers. They had a fumble for a touchdown that really kept them in the game in the early. Because they were up early. They were up, I think, 14 nothing early. And then their offense just went cold like it does. The Colts' defense is also better than the Raiders' defense. It's not fantastic, but it, it is better. And the Colts need a win, too. And I, 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 find, I find it hard to believe they will go 0-4. The Dolphins' defense, however, pretty good. They cause a lot of turnovers. And that's where I think the Dolphins are going to get their points. So that's why I'm saying... I'm not taking the Colts money line just in case. So tease them to plus four and a half covers those that close game because the Indy's been in a couple of close games. And tease the under up a little bit in case there's a couple of defensive touchdowns, which I wouldn't be surprised about. But I think that is a very good same game parlay, plus one twenty, uh, with very minimal risk there. So that's that's my favorite bet on Sunday. Yeah, I don't hate that. Um, again, kind of law of averages applying to what I just talked about with the Colts. It's hard to see that team that talented. Their roster is really great. Frank, I think Frank Reich's a great coach. Um, so it just be it would be tough to see them go zero and four. They've they've gone up against really tough competition so far. Um, so this is this is finally their their chance to kind of beat a an eh Miami team. I'm not not super high in Miami um, with especially with Brissett. Um, the helm at the helm there. I could I could see this definitely being close. So I definitely I definitely like taking the points there. Yeah, I mean Indianapolis. I think they went against the Rams, Seattle, and uh, the Titans. The Titans. All three offenses are loaded. Yeah, yeah. And it's I a mean, tough they start. Were, they were in. They were in two of them for the most part. Uh, 
they're only 18th in defense, and they've played three of the top offenses. That's not bad. Yeah, I mean, so, they haven't I mean, given I'm up more than a, 27, 28 points a game. Yeah, to those offense. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take them. I think this is a game, like, it's a grind-out game. It's not a pretty game, but they come out with a win. But I'm going to tease them to plus four and a half just in case. Speaking of, of grind-out games, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch gears here and, and take a... So usually I've been taking just three straight spread bets, and that's that's it for my NFL. But I'm going to mix it up here a little bit. I don't love, love a ton of the spreads. I'm going to take an under, and we're going to go Ravens-Broncos. I know the Broncos under hit last week. We're going back there. Ravens at Denver, so in, in mile high, that Denver defense has been fantastic. Granted, not tough, tough, not tough competition. They've played the Jets, Giants, and Jags. Um, so, you know, say do with that what you will. But I, I think this Broncos defense is legit. Um, and the thing about the Ravens is they can't really throw the ball much. So they're they're gonna run it with Lamar and Latavius Murray and Tyson Williams. And so I just think that that kind of trends itself to to the under kind of a grind kind of a game. I, I, I really am interested in watching this game because I'm not sure if I buy the Broncos yet, but I'm interested. Um, Teddy Bridgewater just kind of dink and dunk around. He doesn't throw the ball down the field much. So I think, you know, I think this is the perfect spot for kind of an under kind of grind 20 to 17 kind of a game. So I, I know the under is a little bit low. It's 44 and a half, but I'm going to, I'm going to take the under. Um, the under has been three and zero in Broncos games. So we're looking for four and zero. we're riding another trend ride here with the second pick. Well, it sounds good to me. I like it. I think that's a, a solid play. Um, I think I think we don't have a lot of, good, of NFL plays, but we've got some some solid ones. I would say. I mean, the Bron- I watched the Broncos Jets game last week, and it was it was a sad game to watch. Let me say, let me tell you, it was very depressing. Which leads me to my next pick: the Jets again. Jets against the Titans. I want to uh, pull up a quote here that I I read today. Um, by one of the Jets D linemen. Oh, I can't find it. But it was, it, I think, if I can remember it correctly, it was like, it's not, it ain't like we're dreaming about getting stiff, stiff armed by Derrick Henry. They are going to be dreaming about it because they're going to be dazed and Derrick Henry's going to run all over them. Titans minus six and a half all day. I think this game is going to go very similarly to how the Jet, when the Jets played the Patriots and they lost 6 25 or something. I think it's going to be almost that exact same score. I think it's going to be 10 to 23, something very similar. I think six. the Jets are awful. Zach Wilson, partially, uh, it's his fault. He's, he's not good, but I don't think that anything else helps him. The O-line is terrible. His receivers drop passes. The defense is, is average, but they just don't get any help, so they just look bad. Um, and I think this is a good spot for the Titans to really just feed Derrick Henry, get Tannehill going a little bit with AJ uh, AJ Brown and Julio. Um, honestly, like Julio for a touchdown here. Um, anytime touchdown score, kind of get him on the board. I know he doesn't have one currently with the team. I think this is a good opportunity for him to get one, kind of in a blowout game. Uh, I think this is a good game for the Titans. It's going to build their chem a little more because they don't have to worry about losing. Because this is going to be another blowout. Yeah, I don't think a, I think a rookie quarterback. The only time a rookie quarterback's won so far this year is Mac Jones over Zach Wilson. So uh, definitely 
kind of just keep fading the rookie quarterbacks so far. Um, haven't haven't shown much. Obviously, Zach Wilson hasn't looked good at, at all. Um, and I just don't think he has a lot to work with. It's a tough situation for him on, on offense. Um, so it's hard to see him even against kind of a kind of a weaker Titans defense. It's tough to see him putting up more than like fourteen points. And you got to think the Titans yeah. put up more than twenty four. So that just kind of that there's your yeah. there's your hit right there. So so I, yeah. I like it. I don't love it, but I like it. Yeah, the other thing is Julio Jones is questionable. So that touchdowns, anytime touchdown, obviously, if he plays, make sure he's playing. I'm going to check that day of. Uh, but he's currently questionable for the game. Um, Chuck, what else do we have? Yeah, so uh, speaking of wide receivers, I think that's a, that's a pretty good segue. I'm going to I'm gonna close, close myself out with a little player prop parlay, and it's a reception-only parlay. I'm riding the reception numbers. I was kind of just playing around on BetMGM. We are not sponsored, by the way. Um, not, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> but BetMGM, if you're listening and you're interested, hit us up. Hop, hop, the, uh, hop the underscore props on Instagram. Um, so a little, little player prop parlay. I think, I think these numbers are pretty low. I, I have good reason behind all of them. And we got, we got three plays here. And if you parlay them all, I checked on BetMGM plus 590 so we're looking for a big payout here that would be awesome to see um i'm gonna go first off calvin ridley over six and a half receptions he's playing the washington defense which i know we talked about a little bit last week not a good defense at all i know i know we don't really talk about fantasy but i i was just happening to to see that they were the 32nd ranked team on fantasy at least um josh allen lit them up last week so i think i think matt ryan's been playing okay um, but what he what he is doing a lot is throwing to Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley is averaging ten targets per game and has gone over six and a half receptions in two of the three games. So I think this is a good this is just a good number. Um, Washington's defense has has struggled. Um, I know Keenan Allen did pretty well against them week one, and then Stephon Diggs did pretty well last week. So like the number one receiver going against a, a weak secondary, a, a defense that hasn't shown us much, not as much as we expected, honestly. Um, and Calvin Ridley gets a ton of action. Uh, so secondly, going to a game that you picked earlier, talked about um, Colts-Dolphins. Uh, we're going Mike Gusecki, the tight end, over three and a half receptions. Um, so Mike Gusecki under Tua in the in week one against the Patriots had zero catches for zero yards. And then since Brissett's come in, he, in the next game he had 10 catches, and then the next game after that he had in the next game after that, he had he had six catches and then ten catches. So he's had sixteen catches with Brissett in two games. Um, so he's getting a ton of action. I think Brissett and him just have a really nice connection going. And uh, so over three and a half, that seemed like a really low number to me. So I love that. And then lastly, so this one's you know, me and Seth talked about this earlier. This one's the the riskiest. But I'm going Devonta Smith over three and a half receptions. So Devonta Smith has only hit that number in one out of the three games, and it was against the Falcons. But this Chiefs defense, the Eagles are playing the Chiefs this week. This Chiefs defense is giving up 30 points per game. Um, so you can throw against them. You can score. I haven't loved what I've seen from the Eagles this year. But I think this is an opportunity for them to at least – I don't. I think the Chiefs will probably blow them out. But I think the Eagles will actually score some points and just get the ball moving a little bit and get some momentum going in that offense. And Devonta Smith, while he hasn't hit on the three-and-a-half receptions in only, only one of the games – um, he has average, he's averaging seven targets per game. So he's getting a lot of looks from Jalen Hurts. There's that Alabama connection going. Um, so I like that number. It's also at three and a half. 
So to wrap up, plus 590, Calvin Ridley over 6.5, Devonta Smith over 3.5, and, and Mike Gusecki over 3.5. So that's my reception player prop parlay. I'm really excited about that one, Seth. Yeah, I mean, two of those defenses that you mentioned, Washington and Kansas City, are ranked 31st and 30th, respectively, in total defense there this year. Um, so I think that's great, great value for a plus 600 parlay. Just, and I, I think the Gusecki one is pretty like, pretty much a lock. Ridley's pretty much a lock. I feel like the only risk there that we're taking at plus 600 is Devonta Smith. So I will be throwing it on that, Chuck. Thank you very much. And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna close us out with I think the game of the week Sunday night. Oh, yep. We've got the Patriots in the box. Chuck, how excited are you for this game? Really, just really intrigued. I mean, Tom Brady going back to New England, playing playing Bill. There's been a lot of talk this week. This sounds like there's a little bit of heat in the in the room between both of these guys. Um, over like Tom Brady's playing Bill, and Bill's like, "Screw you, you left." Like. Um, so I think there's there's this is, this is interesting. I'm excited. I definitely am excited. I am um, a big, as you know, I'm a big storyline guy, and there's no one in the NFL who has a better history with storylines than Tom Brady. He just he is just the storyline guy. He wins. He keeps winning. And when you're like, oh, it'd be perfect if you win, he wins. But so I'm going to say the one exception is when the Giants beat him to go seventeen. You know. To not go 17-0. But that was also a good storyline for the Giants. But right here, I think this is a perfect opportunity to bet Tom Brady. I really doubt that he comes out of this game and does not perform. Two bets for you. Tom Brady over two and a half touchdown passes. Plus 125. You're getting plus money. Even if they're at the one or two yard line, I got to think Brady's going to call his own number to build that stat sheet. And who is he going to throw to? Our boy Rob, anytime touchdown score, Rob Gronkowski, lock that in. That is an absolute lock for this week. Rob is also going back to New England. There has been no talk about him. It's all about Brady. He's coming in like I also left. I left too. He's going to come in and score one. I could see him scoring two. I'm not going to throw it on it, but I'm definitely going to throw him scoring once during that game. Yeah, I mean, revenge situation for both guys, so I, I love that. Um, definitely think Tom's out for out for blood, and, you know, Gronk's been a beast in the red zone so far this year. I think no nobody really saw that coming from a – it's like, oh, we kind of forgot that Gronk was even even there, and he's just he's just touchdown machine so far this year. So definitely love those plays. Um, excited, just excited to see what happens. I, I think Tampa Bay is going to blow him out. You know, I know I know the Patriots defense is, is okay and I, I, I trust Bill Belichick, so I think maybe maybe not, but I I'd like Tom more. If I'm if I have to pick one or the other, Bill and Mac or Tom, I'm going going with Tom and Gronk there. So love that. Excited to see some Sunday night football action. A lot of good lot of good football this week. I'm excited. A lot of good football in college and the NFL. A lot of ranked matchups, a lot of good SEC, Big Ten. We've got our boys from Cincy playing. And then we got some good NFL matchups. I'll be glued to my TV Sunday night, that's for sure. Yeah, we drop. I know we dropped a ton in that one. We've we've gone a little over time trying to keep these on the shorter side, but got a ton of action in for this weekend. Obviously, like a lot of good football coming. And hey, it's October. It's it's grind time. This is this is when champions are made. October. So this is when money is made. Trust this is when money. You're damn right. Let's go. 
We had a pretty yeah. good September overall, Hop the Props, but uh, episode three, we're going to be drifting into October, on a, hopefully on a hot start. Love it, love it, baby. October starts tomorrow, and so do the games. Remember, Maryland tomorrow. That, that's my, uh, if I had a Jaeger bomb, that's my, that's my Jaeger bomb for this week, is Maryland tomorrow night. Love it. So we'll make sure, to, we'll throw that on the Instagram page as well. Yeah, so. we'll get a little Friday lock for you, for your feed. So uh, definitely hit up us, hit us up with a follow if you if you haven't already. We're trying to get some more content out there. Um, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for staying with us. And uh, make some money this weekend. Enjoy it. All right. Later, Hopper Nation. Bye.